This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, I'm Andrew Apanov and you're listening to a new edition of the We Spin Recipes podcast. If you're new to the show, if in short, it's all about music business and marketing and growth insights. Here we talk to interesting guests about different ways to advance your music career and your brand. And today we cover a very specific topic which uh, I know will be interesting to lots of you because lots of you use it daily and have tried it in the past. Some of you maybe even failed at it in the past and um, I'm pretty confident most of you uh, from time to time get confused about the topic and namely it's Facebook advertising. Today's guest is Eric Lewis, who is uh, uh, an online marketer and specialist in uh, uh, business-to-business sales and online advertising, who also happens to be a DJ himself. And um, Eric ran some experiments with Facebook ads, applying his his knowledge as a consultant and uh, an online marketer to his DJ brand. And uh, he discovered something cool, spending uh, relatively little on Facebook ads, and so getting good results. And uh, he uh, actually he set up a special page with uh, uh, some of the insights that he's discovered, uh, especially for for us. Uh, and uh, uh, here on this show, he uh, uh, shares uh, what he found out and gives tips on uh, running and optimizing your Facebook ad campaigns. So a little note, this uh, episode will be especially interesting to everyone new to Facebook ads. If you feel confident about uh, the topic and have been doing it um, uh, for a while, uh, then I'm sure that you'll still hear some interesting insights, but just a heads up that uh, we cover a lot of crucial basics uh, that are so often missed by musicians trying to do Facebook ads and not seeing the results because doing it somehow wrong. So listen to the conversation and as always if you have any questions or feedback let us know by leaving uh, uh, a comment on SoundCloud or iTunes or hitting us up via email. Thanks a lot and here goes an interview with Eric Lewis. Cool. So, uh, Eric, it's really great to to have you on this show and just talk to you over Skype because it's been a while since we connected for the first time. And um, yeah, so thanks for uh, for being here. And uh, how are you doing? I'm doing well. And uh, likewise, thanks for for having me. I think I, I have something interesting for you know everyone who's a musician out there that has somewhat of a following on uh, on the internet email list, Facebook pages, you know, SoundCloud and everything. So uh, it should be a good chat that we're going to have. So again, thank you. Absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward uh, to to you covering these topics. And um, first of all, uh, it's a banal question, but I have to ask you. So do you mind doing a quick introduction on on yourself and background and what you've been working on lately? Sure. So... um... I've been DJing and making music for ages now, um, starting out on a PC, Mac, I finally got some, I have about 10 singles on, on Beatport, some remixes, etc., Beatport and all the, the major platforms, and um, by day, since around 2007, I've been running paid 
advertising campaigns online, digital marketing. Uh, most of it is for um, you know not musicians or anything like that. However, um, the things that make a good campaign work or all those ingredients are absolutely uh, appropriate for musicians and, and labels or whoever that may be that have been promoting themselves. So, you know, lately I've noticed that, uh, you know, you see these sponsored ads on Facebook and I see all sorts of DJs and clubs using them from, uh, you know, very underground artists like uh, Victor Calderon, Nicole Mutaber. Adam Bayer are using Facebook tools to people, Facebook ads. Um, I just saw something by uh, DJ Anna promoting her, her video tour in Ibiza. Um, so yeah, so pretty much Facebook ads are, are a fact of life these days because uh, if you're not familiar, earlier this year, Facebook pretty much said, you know, if you have 100,000 followers, the organic reach of, of just having a Facebook page and you update yourself um, again, you have this, you know, 10,000 for easier numbers, you know, less than a thousand or a few hundred will only see your updates. So if you really want your fans to know about your new album that's coming out, an important gig, um, some events, merchandise, and you want to reach all of them, you're going to have to use Facebook ads to do it. So it's, it's no longer a thing that, you know, you can, you can put off if you want to reach your fan base and you do have them, it's going to cost you money. So when you do spend money, you know, what I've always done is you want to get the best results possible for doing that. So, you know, yeah, I can talk about some of those things today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, it, it's obviously made some musicians upset out there. And and what you just mentioned is, is I think, a really crucial point. So uh, getting the most out of the money that you spent on ads, because we've seen so many cases where artists uh, go desperate and uh, spend up to like thousands of dollars on, on ads without um, very clear goals. So I hope that we can talk about that as well today. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, uh, and uh, sort of interrupting you. So um, basically you've been mainly focusing on Facebook as uh, speaking of social media platforms, right? Yeah, mostly. Um, and yeah. I, I, you know, I've done a campaign like this for myself and I was pretty excited about the results that I got for $30. Whereas if I had tried to do it, say, you know, the old way or the freeway, um, it would have just taken me so many hours and, you know, who knows, you probably, I probably would have annoyed so many people in the process being, you know, yet another, uh, DJ or electronic artist posting their stuff online, right? You know, how often do we see that? It's, it's daily and people these days, at least in the USA, um, you know, the public is just always hit up for stuff all the time. You know, you can barely just use a store. Do you have a coupon code? Do you have this? Do you want that? Do you want to donate? It's like, no, I just want to get my stuff and leave. So people in general, um, you know, at least in the United States, um, they're, they're always pestered for stuff, invited to this, asked to do that. Asked, you know, it's like, I just want to live my life <laughs> and look at what I want. But that can be hard to do with so many messages coming at us. So um, one of the things I see beneficial of ads is that you're not shoving it down someone's throat, you're putting it out there in front of a targeted audience, um, but they're the ones who choose whether or not they want to click and engage with you. So they're finding you, you, you know, you're not chasing them or spamming them or mass texting them. So that's the whole angle too. Another real quick thing I'd like to clarify is that a lot of times when people think about marketing, they think about image and they think about reaching the masses and you know maybe it's Super Bowl commercials or television commercials 
um, you know, mindshare and how people think about a brand, right? And that's that's all well and good, but there's a whole other kind of marketing that's more geared towards um, getting a result, a cost-effective result for the money that you spend on ads. And doing that is a, is another marketing school of thought called uh, direct response. So you're always focused on getting a result. So if you're promoting yourself on Facebook, it might be likes to your page. Maybe it's you know um, clicks to your SoundCloud, engagements with SoundCloud, building a fan base list, selling merchandise at a cost-effective um, you know, without going broke, trying to sell your merchandise and reaching an effective audience doing that, right? So, so that that's how I'm coming at you today is from a direct response background mm -hmm. where you're spending money and there's always an emphasis on getting a result um, beyond just number of dollars spent and, and number of clicks and impressions and all that stuff. Right. Yeah, that, that sounds great. And I think that it will make a lot of sense to focus on Facebook in, in this conversation just to you know, provide as many interesting insights as possible to our listeners on, on that topic because there is lots of um, specifics and interesting things around it. And uh, I think that uh, it's important to highlight that um, advertising on Facebook is not just clicking that boost post, which um, doesn't prove to be very effective a lot of the times. Uh, do you have any feedback on that, by the way? So do you do lots of just boosted posts to uh, to to existing audience to those who like the page. I think that there is a time and place for boosted posts, but it's certainly not the only option that you have when you do a campaign on Facebook. Um, it's probably you know the knee jerk thing people think about when they do a Facebook campaign because you're you're that's like the first thing that you see. Oh, do you want to boost this post and reach so many more people? But if you create a new campaign, for instance, you know what what kind of campaign? What's the objective? So Facebook gives you a ton tons of uh, objectives. So you know the first one is boost your posts, and that's fine. But you can also promote your web. You can also promote your page. You can send people to your website. You can try and increase conversions on your website. So a conversion again could be anything like a download of a song, a sale of a song, getting people on your email list. Um, installs of your app, uh, engagement with your app, reach people near you, raise attendance at an event. So that's a pretty key one. You know, you can promote your event and only show only promote it to people, you know, who are likely to attend. So there's no reason for someone in LA to promote their event in LA and have people in New York see on click on it, because that would just be a waste, right? Or if you want to get people to your offer or promote video views. So you have about 10 to 12 different objectives for a campaign and you know like you heard boosting posts is just one aspect of that right right and there's a ton of cool stuff you could do I mean if you if you have uh, an email list already but you don't have a super big Facebook fan page following you can create what's called an audience um, in your of, look, in your like you, yeah you can create an audience exactly and, and lookalike is just Facebook will analyze the audience that you import and you can then market to those people and get your your music out to them as well so there's a whole lot that can be done and, and actually it relates to what I was just going to ask you about so I, I, it's actually a question that someone at, at, uh, on the Wispin forum asked recently so if it's uh, more effective to run campaigns um, uh, that keep um, targeted audience on Facebook, like a Facebook event or liking a page, 
on if it can still be effective to drive traffic elsewhere like a SoundCloud track or or website. So do you have any feedback on, on that? So is it much more expensive to drive traffic outside of Facebook? Um, you know, it's a, the testing is always the best answer. Keeping people within Facebook, you know, could could get them to your your Facebook page and boost likes. So obviously, you'll want to stay within the Facebook system to do that. Um, a while back, it used to be more effective to um, keep people totally within the box of Facebook. But I think that since time has gone on and people have become more uh, accepting of what Facebook is and how they use it, they've they've gotten more comfortable with clicking links that go back to you know, your domain.com, your band.com, external websites, you could call it. Mm -hmm. but, but, but ultimately, try, try both. There's really no reason why you can't. Just, you know, do them in their own campaigns. You, you know what? Uh, can, you, can you tell me what you think are examples of, of, of purely bad campaigns of what not to do? So do you have any re recommendation of what kinds of um, promotions not to run or what kind of maybe even tone or language? Um, not to use uh, and what what's maybe uh, you know an ineffective campaign. Yeah, I mean any any effective campaign, right? So you have to think about um, all the ingredients that are going to make this successful. So you have to want to get people to click on your ad. So don't don't write an ad that's boring. Try to be curiosity inspiring in some way. So make sure your ad passes the so what test. So if people read the ad, they don't look at it and say, "I will sell what? I'll just pass over this, right?" So have something, uh, you know, sexy and appealing for them. So think about how they, how you can, um, you know, work on that. Just so you get the more clicks you get for your dollar is always going to be a good thing. So you want the the number of people who click to be high, and you also want it to work out for your campaign goals, right? So that's the first step. Uh, the second would be, don't once you get people to click on whatever it is that you're presenting them don't give them too many choices so you know right now I'm looking at an ad, a screenshot of an ad that I saw on my mobile phone by Adam Bayer fine great DJ awesome record label you know I love some of his stuff but as a promoting himself on Facebook I probably wouldn't do it the way he is he just has a link for drumcode.se iPhone app um, a YouTube link and then something else uh, and I've seen him do similar things since it's like okay here's my t-shirts here's my app here's this well you know so what uh, another fellow I've seen you know Florian Mindel he's promoting a DJ set from something he did in the Beatport office in Berlin so you know that's pretty cool there's something I can do he's telling me free download and stream and there's a SoundCloud link so you know that makes a lot of sense now can you really measure um, results from Facebook that go kind of to a whole other platform of SoundCloud and measure the results? No. But, um, you know, you could do that if you offer the download on your website and people have to get on your email list to get it. You could certainly measure um, how much it costs for you to buy traffic, get them to your site, and what does it cost to have someone sign up to receive stuff from you and get your your mix your album whatever it is in the process so you could totally do that if you're using your your own website um, but yeah always have a way to track and measure progress so I'd say those those are the three main ingredients uh, generate curiosity have a compelling offer um, then once people click have a way to track it and don't give them too too many options right like don't don't say download my new album um, 
and then take people to your homepage where they're going to have to look at every single thing about you and then hopefully they don't get distracted and they make it all the way through to finding your latest album. Um, yeah. So yeah, take them right to the page about your, your latest album. Yeah. If So those would be the, the key components there. Excellent. Yeah, I really, really like these. So a clear call to action. I, I really like that you mentioned the email list and um, trying to collect emails. And uh, I can hear you referring to having dedicated planning pages for, for that purpose. Uh, so these are really good tips. Um, I think we could talk just for hours about how to do that, how to optimize landing page and collect emails. So it's a really exciting topic, but we'll probably leave it for for another conversation. Speaking of um, of, of Facebook ads and different types, so it so far makes uh, sense to me. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe while we are still on that topic, maybe you'll give uh, a few more tips on on uh, on how to optimize uh, your ads. So what? For example, I, I've got a very specific thing I want people to do, uh, get a free track in exchange of an email address and a special landing page that I set up, or maybe I just want to collect uh, likes on my page. Um, so I came up with a description, and I, or I'm coming up with a description, and I want an image to be there uh, as well. So um, any advice on what kinds of images perform best from your experience, for example? I mean, you know, I, I've done a number of these campaigns, but within nightlife, I would say, you know, don't stay in the box and be limited by what typical uh, electronic musicians would do. Um, maybe there's a way to kind of like, you know, no, I can't say that I have specific kinds of images. They should definitely look neat and they should look professional. You know, don't use an image of yourself um, uh, that looks like it was taken on a really old camera because uh, that may not look professional, but if you're doing the whole like retro thing and that's part of your spiel and part of your look, then you know do that. But yeah, just have images that you own the rights to mm-hmm. or um, they're, I guess, uh, free use images and there's tons of places to find that, but always experiment. Ultimately, yeah, images help and they're certainly important at getting people to look, but you still have to have something good for people to um, consume. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if it's good, they're going to want to come back and they'll want to, you know, be in your fan base. Yeah, totally. Uh, I, I don't have too many, uh, adv- like, tips here. I, I've seen just uh, one thing we've noticed that a headshot usually performs really well. And it's something that a lot of um, electronic music producers are not an entirely necessarily comfortable about doing but actually if you just show yourself think of yourself as a i don't know pop star if it's if it looks good and professional and interesting of course but just just my two cents that probably trying a, a headshot of yourself just showing who you are and like the face of the project is could could be helpful but no that that's already really helpful here um all right so uh, i guess it all is is um very individual how exactly to optimize the copy and the image uh, and you mentioned that experimenting is key here so this is our advice to listeners um, do, do do you uh, think that it, it may make sense right now to talk about the audiences and, and speaking who to target and how exactly to, to do that do, do you have any input on that? 
Well, yeah, absolutely. That's definitely uh, an essential part of making a campaign work well for you, right? So, uh, again, in some of the ads on um, that I've seen that I've kind of taken pictures of, um, I, my thought process around this is that you're using paid social ads on Facebook to make um, already things that you're doing more, you know, better and reach more targeted people, right? Like we're all electronic musicians, so it wouldn't make sense to try and reach. Um, it probably wouldn't make sense to try and reach like Taylor Swift's fan base, right? So, but there's there's a whole lot within. Um, there's still a huge, huge audience within all of the big names of festivals and labels and and similar artists that you can reach. So think along those lines as far as who you would want to target. But with things like uh, events, um, maybe you have a big fan base already. Maybe you have a big email list, right? With within the campaign settings, you could choose just to run your ad in in particular cities. So, you know, even if you're doing something like building your fan base, maybe you want to pick a major city globally or within the United States or within Europe that you just want to focus on. You know, when when you do get specific and focus just on specifics with uh, a message just for them, it's going to make those people who see it feel like, oh, well, this this really could be something for me. You know. Yeah. Any any advanced tips? Uh, I mean, maybe just one um, from your experience. Uh, anything you've noticed from from running numerous campaigns on Facebook? Um, something related to picking an audience uh, demographics, or maybe using the interests fields. Um, so anything? Um, I mean. A lot of it's common sense. Um, I don't know if it's so much an advanced tip, but let's say that you want to reach people who like festivals, um, and you want to reach, you know, and 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 there's some that are common here. If you, you know, you want to reach people, say, who like Awakenings or they like Electric Zoo or they like um, Electric Daisy, whatever some of these festivals are. Um, don't just lump them all into one single campaign where you're targeting, say, um, 10 major festival brands. Just make, make ads for those brands each and see how they all do. Um, you may get different results from different ones. And if you lump them all together in one campaign with one ad, you'll never really know um, which ones are doing well for you. So. Keep everything organized and in buckets. Like if you were selling sneakers online, you know you wouldn't try and sell um, Nikes and Converse and Reeboks and Adidas all within one campaign. You would make campaigns for each of them, and you would try and reach people who just like Adidas or partial to Adidas with one campaign, and Nikes would be another. So, so think about it as if, almost as if you were selling products online. Um, a lot of times when you're not selling a, a physical product. Some of this sounds uh, a little muddy and hard to wrap your head around. But you know, think about if you were actually selling a product, you wouldn't. You know, you wouldn't mix everything in your store together. You would have separate campaigns for different products in different categories. So, um, you know, always keep things separate so you can track their individual results. Cool. No, that's that's a good tip. Uh, so you recommend uh, running different campaigns uh, for for. For, for different audiences when, when, it, when it makes sense to separate them. Yeah, so, don't use, use the interest. That's one of the great things about Facebook ads is I can target people who already like Adam Bayer. Um, I've had one, one, a drum coat artist download and like one of my tracks on SoundCloud. So if I wanted to say something like, uh, um, you know, 
advertise myself to drum code fans and say something like Sam Paganini, support from Sam Paganini, and I'm only targeting drum code fans and say, you know, my local area, it may not be the most uh, biggest audience in the world, but there's probably a few thousand people in the New York City area that like drum code and who that's going to resonate with, and maybe I give the track away for free or something like that. But, um, you know, in this case, if I am trying to grow, say, my newsletter list, and that's the way I'm going to do it, uh, and I want to get people here locally, right? So I would use everything to, to target a local audience, and that could probably be done on the cheap. I, that's what I did for a DJ contest I was in. I just targeted people who would be likely to go to an event at Output Brooklyn, and I got some pretty cool results for just three hours a day. You know. Cool. Yeah, that's 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 interesting. Uh, something that may be uh, a very banal to you or anyone who who's done advertising on on facebook lately but um i just thought like for for those um artists who just uh who just you know logging into their ad manager for the first time it can all be a little bit confusing in terms of how it's organized currently and facebook has been <laughs> changing uh the the way um it's all organized over the last years uh, so, do you mind like briefly explaining the the general structure and maybe also providing some tips on how to organize different ad sets and campaigns? So, just a few words on very basic like org organization and, and structure of of ads. So, what you know, campaigns, ad sets, how it all works together. Yeah, it's really not difficult. There is going to be a learning curve for people, but I think that if anyone is already making their own music and using some kind of popular DAW software, whether it's Ableton or Logic or, or whatever. Um, if you can learn one of those programs, just doing some basic Facebook ads is, you know, you're already, you're already leaps and bounds ahead of most people because you're, you're technical enough to make your own music on a computer. So if you can do that, um, there'll be a slight learning curve. But... Um, it's going to be much easier for someone who's already an electronic musician versus someone who just goes on the computer and all they do is is check email. So I don't think it's impossible. Um, and there's also not some you know whiz bang magic tip that I can I can tell you about that's going to make uh, make your record sell thousands and thousands of copies and make you a sensation overnight. I mean, you could try doing some things like that. This is more about just putting some. Um, in my mind, anyway, just just getting good results for your dollars spent and reaching more people than you would otherwise by using advertising to amplify something that's already good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, I, I'm hearing your message here, and uh, I, I think some of the um, uh, real... Yeah, yeah, so... so, so. I was going to say the other thing, too. I think that it's a pretty good alternative to... Um, or something you could do in conjunction with email marketing because let's say that you're... Um, a band or a group or a manager and you've got thousands and thousands of people on your list now you know everyone knows that if you're gonna have a list that having them and actually delivering your message to them so it actually gets in their inbox you know this is not something that you just send out a mass newsletter with Gmail or something like that you need a third-party tool to do it and if you wanted to just reach people based on their location because you know you have uh, an event in London and you just want to reach people in that area, reach your fan base in that area, you know, Facebook ads are a great way to do that. You could probably do it for pennies on the dollar and reach your fan base that way. Um, 
having an email list and, and reaching um, tens and thousands of your fans and, and doing it and using a good provider, you know, that costs money too. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I, I guess it makes sense to consider using both uh, an email list, especially if you have uh, geographical data on, on your subscribers and uploading that same, same email list to Facebook to serve ads towards uh, a, a specific audience within within that list on Facebook. So I guess it's something that you'd recommend, like doing simultaneous campaigns if possible, where possible. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, most most people don't even have their email list segmented, and they just send out you know their updates to everyone all at once. But you know, if you're a promoter, maybe you have some VIPs that you just want to reach. Maybe um, you know, I've seen a promoter here um, who has a, a good DJ on their roster and the, the DJ just put out a sound pack but um, and then what this promotion company did is they emailed their entire list about sound pack now I highly doubt that everyone on their list really cares about what a sound pack is and you know only so many people on their list are actually producers who would use a sound pack right, right. so the, the audience for a sound pack promotion is actually real real uh, small you know, like, uh, it's not really, I don't think it's effective to send out a message that is much more niche to your entire list where um, this person could have just run some Facebook ads and reached people who already know their brand and they also like, say, uh, DubSpot, which is a very popular um, school in New York and L.A. and wherever else, I don't know, but they they have a big social media presence. So if I was promoting a sound pack that I did, I would probably use Facebook and target people who are already into music production versus like a general nightlife promoter list. You know, right? Yeah, absolutely makes makes perfect um, sense. Yeah. So I guess what I was saying is that it's it's easier to with Facebook ads to just reach the right people in your audience as opposed to everyone. Um, you can segment that out in Facebook a lot easier than you could with a. Uh, your email, your your mass email yes. list. Yeah. You know, segmenting is great. It's great to do, but with email, it could be, it could be a lot to get done. True. Yeah. 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 I, I I got you. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. We we've got quite a few interesting and useful uh, insights and ideas here, and uh, some of them are um, being uh, clear and smart with with your copy and visuals and having a clear call to action and uh, picking the right audience and experimenting so you you mentioned that and that's that's really cool and um, uh, the message that I heard also is is uh, not uh, necessarily spending too much so you um, from what I hear from you uh, one like a producer a musician a band out of there doesn't have to start spending lots of money to see what works and what kind of messaging and what kind of audience works for them. Um, and and on that note, uh, so do you have any kind of um, of a workflow you'd recommend, even if roughly like speaking? So setting up an ad and checking it daily, or because it's I can imagine it's not uh, you, you wouldn't recommend just setting something up and forgetting about it not checking optimizing so how, for for uh for those musicians who are new to the whole thing how often would you recommend checking the uh results and optimizing their campaigns so good good question so um yeah you definitely don't need to spend an arm and a leg but you also want to monitor your results so that you don't 
set it and forget it and then see a big bill because you set this up today and you don't look at it until next month and it was at ten dollars a day or you know whatever you want to spend um, so you know start with whatever you're comfortable with and you can always schedule your ad to just you can schedule the campaign to totally stop on such and such a date so if you're promoting an event and there's really no reason for people to see a promotion about an event once it's over you know you can have the campaign end um, you know right before you know doors open at 10 p.m. the day of right so you know you could do that as well or if it's something in nightlife you can have it run until you know midnight whatever you feel is appropriate but obviously an event at some point will be over and you can schedule any kind of campaign I'm just using an event as an example yeah. to um, to just stop altogether and you can you can set it for you know eight dollars a day a dollar a day fifty dollars a day whatever your daily budget is and see how it gets spent yeah. And you know, if it all comes down to thir like thirty clicks, you need like if you if you write two ads, you know, if you're promoting a new single or a new EP, for instance, and um, you know maybe you're going to give it away, maybe you're going to charge for it, maybe you'll give it away for uh, you know people can pay what they want. That's fine. Um, whatever it is that you're doing, maybe you'll run two different images. Maybe you might use a picture of yourself. Maybe you'll use a picture of the album artwork in your ad. Um, so you could do two camp two two ads for the same objective of uh, album download or EP download, and see what comes of it. Do people uh, relate more and click more on a picture of like your face as the artist, or do they like the album artwork better? Mm -hmm. um, so you could do two things just like that, and then you know it would really take you would need a way to track. Um, how people get to your website and what they do when they download and you'd have to place it's called a conversion pixel and you'd have to place code on your website it sounds really complicated and it's not it's easy to do with any you know blog or wordpress site you just copy and paste the code that's it but once you're tracking um, the results you know for something like a download um, you know you'd want to see okay well this 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 the picture of the art the, the album artwork got me um, Say ten downloads, and each download costs a dollar fifty. Um, I used my face with the same ad copy and creative, uh, and took people to my website. But using my face, say, got me um, more downloads, and each one was cheaper. You know, you could declare that one a winner, but you would probably need like three, at least like thirty conversion tracking events to, to have enough data to be statistically significant which is the whole cool thing about something like a, a paid social ad on Facebook is that you're not relying on guesswork you're putting the message out there and working directly with feedback yeah excellent I really I'm glad that you mentioned the uh, tracking pixel something that is overlooked by so many uh, musicians but is really not difficult to implement at all so on whatever platform you're using as long as you have your own website which is a great another reminder to everyone to um, have uh, your own and conversion uh, optimized website so something we talk about here all the time but it's still yeah yeah it's sometimes a challenge to to um, to explain um, or to get an artist to, to to understand the importance of a of a website, so I think it's 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 a really great one. So you can control what exactly happens on a page that you set up. So it's yeah, you can you can see all these cool data, really cool. So Eric, uh, there there has been 
a lot of interesting insights in here. I really appreciate that. Um, I think that it may be enough to to start with, and uh, I just want our listener to go out there on on Facebook and set up a campaign uh, while you know the, the information is fresh and uh, sure it, it can be very like you know can, can be implemented right away because action is really important here do you have any other uh, advice it can be not related to facebook at all or any other tip to to our listeners no i think that's it for now this is just an introductory session to get people's ideas going um i would just say you know, use Facebook ads because you may be surprised at the results you get and how little time it takes. Um, you know, the old way of doing doing social media, the continuous updates, the continuous posting, the continuous this, that, and the other, it could be super, super time-consuming. Like, I think uh, the guy Ian from DJ Tech Tools had something where, you know, I'm going to do social media the right way and see what the result is for, um, you know, my my page and whatnot and I, I think the conclusion he came to is that it's like super duper time consuming all to be good at social media but then have less time to make music and whatnot so um, you know personally I would I would prefer just to run some some campaigns and and have them do their thing until people get tired of the message um, you know you could run you know one ad for the course of like a week or two and get so many eyeballs to it for a cost of you know for not that much money as opposed to every day having to go on for like at least a half an hour and you know post stuff and hope that people find you I mean I just don't have time for that so hopefully what I've covered today is is a good way for people to you know get some ideas going and not be intimidated and be able to just you know start a beginner campaign and, you know like I said I'm happy to come back and talk more specifically about like a real real specific campaign like to promote an album and what you might do and you know if you were to spend fifty dollars a day to promote say an event or like a an album that's coming out or, or just to get opt-ins to your to your website from a targeted potential fan base sure we could do that but um, you know maybe on another day yeah um, I have an event coming up locally around here I'm gonna be doing the same thing for so I'm, I'm interested to see you know how it pans out it's it's not for another three weeks yet but i'll be doing everything that i spoke about so really cool really cool and where exactly we can find more on your experiments and uh the the things you do as 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 a marketer and as a musician um yeah there'll there'll be a link just about this topic um andrew you've seen it already so and it's in the show notes yeah yeah it'll be in the show notes exactly and um yeah, I'll, when when you post, I'll have it on my page. The link to our conversation today, and um, you know some of the some of the um, like when I told listeners that I had seen, you know, like ads from say Adam Bayer and and Josh Wink and all these people. I have the screenshots on this page, so you can see some of the ones that I've taken notes on and what I have to say about today's topic is also written on the page. So show notes, long and short of it. Yep. Uh, excellent. So, uh, uh, yeah, uh, all the uh, upper relevant links will, uh, are there as well. And uh, once again, I really appreciate all the all the information you've shared. Um, really cool. Uh, so thank you for coming and uh, we'll definitely be in touch. Sounds great, Andrew. Thanks again. Have a good day. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com. We Spin 12.